0: Welcome, everyone, to the Hidden Guardians podcast, the only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. Um, today, on this week's episode, it will just be me, just Venge. It be a shorter episode. We'll see um, what all I have time to go through here. I guess I'll just get right into it. I think, starting with the weekly story mission, I very much believe that this is something that everybody should make a point to go through. Like the storytelling and the emotions behind all the storytelling are incredible. It has been a pretty wild ride already, just this second week into the season. You obviously were with Crow, he goes through more growth and, you know, the Sever Mission. So the whole plan here is to work on for Crow trying to sever his connection with the nightmare that is Oldrin Sov, and, you know, as expected through the entire thing, he is having a a, a lot of back and forth with Aldrin. and about how no matter what he does, he is still going to just be Oldrin Sov in the end, one way or the other. The story, like, the end of it is pretty wild, just the emotional storytelling with the way that he is talking to Aldrin, And at the end, we get to a point where he is comfort- confident and like comfortable in the way that he is able to just change the perception that is Uldren Sov. He tells us, the Guardian and Eris at the end, that he has conquered the nightmare. Before it ends, he reaches out and touches the the nightmare the phantom the red phantom of uldren and in doing so it goes from uldren goes from being red to like the traditional garb that uldren saw wore like back in destiny 1 and kind of where we saw him in destiny 2 with um forsaken which was pretty wild i can't find this tweet here but Robert Brooks, who is a senior narrative designer for Bungie, wrote a lot of this season. And, and so he he actually delved into it a bit about like what the season meant to him. Because it's all about, at least up to this point, dealing with some trauma and struggles with mental health. And he was writing this season around the time that his uh, mother passed away. He made it pretty obvious how, like, personally important the season was for him as far as story goes, and kind of delved into what the story was going to include being dealing with um, struggles of mental health and, like, seeing it happen to other people, and now he has to deal with his own, which I appreciate him for sharing that on Twitter. He's an excellent writer. Uh, I'd give him a follow on Twitter if you can. Robert Brooks. Great guy. And he uh, he does occasionally share stuff like this about what he's worked on for Destiny and the writing that he is involved with. So it's it's pretty interesting. And it, I appreciate being able to have kind of a, another inside look into what is going on. Like... With the season itself and what the story is going to entail, but also how it's affecting the people that are also making the season and writing the narrative. I know Robert is just like, he's one guy, but the whole writing team has done a fascinating job, just a great job with making this feel powerful and personal and kind of even... I guess I can't say for everybody, like for me personally, it's something that from the video game perspective that I feel emotionally because of what Uldrensov was, what Crow is now, and like what Crow went through, um, I think it was after the first week of the season when him and Amanda talked, Amanda Holiday. Amanda shoved him away and said, I don't, basically said, I don't ever want to see you again because she just found out who Crow was and that he was the one that killed Cade Six as old Sav before he was um, resurrected as a guardian. The story itself did take place in like the same exact space as uh, week one. So you're going through some stuff in the underbelly of the Leviathan. There is some slight changes to, like, the waves that you see. Um, the modifiers are different. I guess I'm not sure if those change daily or not, um, or just the weekly. And then you still end at the gauntlet area, uh, the gauntlet area of the Leviathan, and Fickerel is back. Yeah, I think that's all I really have to say about that. It's uh, So far, the seasonal storytelling just for this season has been wild. And I'm looking forward to seeing if we deal with more beyond just Crow or if we're going to have other people that are also in there trying to sever with their nightmares. But it is it is kind of getting to a point where it does feel like it's going to be focused on Crow and just the emotional growth that he's having to go through. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw others because we saw Zavala's nightmare, um, I believe, through The Trespasser. Um, the lore on that, it's, it says that Cade is Ikora's Nightmare. Um, I don't know if we'll get to see that. We see Tidal's Nightmare is Gull. And for those of you that didn't play the original Red War, he's the, the first big bad <laughs> that we deal with in uh, Destiny 2 that obviously doesn't exist with uh, the content vault. But yeah, I, uh, I'm curious to see where that goes with that we'll just go ahead and segue right into Iron Banner. I'm going to be reading some things directly from the TWAB. I'm not going to be reading the entire TWAB and I'm probably going to skip about half of it just because I was on a work trip for a couple of days this week so I've been uh, sore and pretty exhausted so I'm not going to go over everything here. But I'm just going to go over Rift here just going over the reputation changes, the daily challenges, and what the game mode itself is as a whole. Because I can't remember exactly what Bacon and I talked about last week with it. So, Rift is an, an objective-based crucial mode where the focus is entirely on getting a spark from the center of the map. And dunking it on their enemy's side of their map that they're going to be trying to protect. And it's first to five points or whoever's ahead after 10 minutes. Or if you're tied at the end of 10 minutes, it goes into a sudden death overtime. Um, So let me just go through some of this stuff here. Uh, So the spark appears in the center of the map uh, not too long after the match starts. And it's basically acting like a revive. So when you go over to it, you have to interact with it for a couple of seconds before you pick it up you will be able to use your weapon still if you carry the spark and abilities with the exception of supers you can't use your super when you have the spark for the first 5 seconds after you pick up the spark or a few seconds after taking damage your team and the other team have a visual on the map that just says defend or defeat where the spark holder's at and then if damage doesn't persist then the the location of the Spark holder goes away. If it's on your team, you can see it always. If you die while carrying the spark, it'll drop to the ground where you died. Sort of. (laughs) From some experience, it's not entirely consistent, depending on where you are. Like if you're close to the dunk point, sometimes it's it spawns itself away. Um, But it says here that if the spot can is not navigable, it'll find a spot that's close by. If you hold the spark for too long, it detonates. I believe it's a minute and 10 seconds. That is a timer for each time you pick up the spark. I've not seen anybody die from holding the spark too long, but there you go. Revives are enabled in Rift for teammates, so if someone goes down or you go down, they have 10 seconds to revive you. Um, If you don't get revived... You'll get spawned usually back all the way on your side of the map. But depending on where the spark is, sometimes it'll put you in the middle so that you can't get spawn trapped. It's It, it feels a little wonky sometimes, but it's, it's definitely what I feel like being something to prevent people from spawn camping so that you, they can't just keep you dead constantly in your own spawn. There is no points for kills. The only way to actually gain points is for dunking the spark. So playing the objective is a big deal. When Rift is an Iron Band or the hunt is on when your team has the spark. So when the music intensifies, it's time to score. There are several ways to extend matches past the time limit. Um, I guess I kind of touched on this already. At the end of regulation time, if the current Spark Holder could change the outcome of the match, if the game is tied or the Spark Holder's team is down a point, the match continues until that Spark is dropped or scored. Uh, The Sudden Death Multi-Spark as if there's a a tie when the 10 minutes is over for the, the main match length. People get spawned to their own sides, and there's going to be three sparks on three different spots on the map, and it's just a first to score. So there's a 90-second overtime timer, and you just need to score. Whoever scores wins. It's not a race to who can get the two out of the three. It's just first to score wins. If nobody scores um, after the sudden death timer's up, the sparks will no longer drop when people die. And any sparks that are on the ground are going to be removed. And whenever the last spark is dropped from somebody being killed, uh, the match will just end in a tie. One thing here that I do want to point out is, so each time somebody scores, both teams will be teleported back to their side of the map. And it starts over fresh each round. Like you you don't get all of your ability energy back or anything. That is all the same but it makes it so everybody is on a level playing field when each each spark is scored so that it can be balanced and there's no, uh, like, spawn trapping, stuff like that. Um, There are some reputation changes. Um, I can't remember if we touched on that. Obviously, you gain Iron Banner rep by playing matches. You do get um, streak scores, just like you do with Strikes, Gambit, and regular Crucible. So just staying in the playlist will keep that score going. You gain more reputation from wearing either Iron Banner armor or ornaments, um, which maxes out to 200% of a multiplier. They reiterate here that it does include both um, Iron Banner armor or Iron Banner ornaments. Um, you also gain a 10% multiplier for using an Ironbrenner emblem. Each daily challenge that you finish also increases that by 100%. A reported issue with certain emblems not counting towards that reputation boost. I think that that's actually been fixed for the weekend, but as of the twab, it wasn't. So just make sure you can hover over um, the bottom left of your screen when you queue for Iron Banner and see if you're getting credit for the emblem. If you're not, just change your emblem until you find one that works for Iron Banner. Obviously, it's got to be an Iron Banner emblem, but there's, there was some issues there. The daily challenges, which I, as of yesterday, did not actually know where to find these. Um, you just have to hover over the Iron Banner logo under the Crucible um, section of the director, and it'll just tell you what you need to do. And I I feel like it's probably going to be pretty standard. But for this event, um, each daily challenge was playing Iron Banner, like just complete matches. And... Each each challenge gives you a pinnacle drop, just like it would if you had like if we had bounties from previous um, seasons, previous Iron Banner events. But there is only one per day per character. So if you log in on Friday and haven't played at all, you can do all four daily challenges at one time. I believe the the way that it goes is play four games. 7 games, 12 games, and 18. Using um, solar avoid subclasses for this event. All four of those give you pinnacles, and it's a guaranteed thing just by completing matches. You don't have to win. You don't have to get ability kills. Like There's nothing you special you have to do to make this work. It's just play Iron Banner. I did see a lot of and some feelings about it on twitter where people did not like rift being the game mode for iron banner that's literally most of what i saw i wasn't trying to seek this out so i'm not going to like dig up certain tweets but i just saw that people were saying that they didn't feel that rift was was it was the game mode for iron banner they didn't like how it played there was a lot of issues in the first few days where you could get stuck in a permanent teleport back to your spawn so you either had to leave the game or stay in the game until the 10 minutes was up Uh, that did happen to me once but it was in like the last 30 seconds so i didn't care but i do know that this was a big problem early on where it was happening like after the first dunk or i think there was some issues where if somebody died at the exact second that they picked up the spark it would cause the same problem There was also an issue where the spark would just stop spawning. That did also happen to me one time. Two minutes into a game, so it was just eight minutes of clash, pretty much, where obviously kills aren't doing anything. It's just going around killing people. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed playing Rift, and I think, at least for me, it felt like it was better as, like... (laughs) being viewed as completely casual and not playing it competitively. All the Iron Banner I've played has been solo, so I've been playing freelance and not going up against, like, stack teams of six. I also saw that they, they, they thought that if you were playing the regular Iron Banner, where it could be teams of six, like it was more competitive, and if you solo queue in there and go up a team of six, it was just like almost assumed that you were going to lose. Like you were going to get steamrolled because they're talking. Whatever. That doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I don't I don't play a ton of Crucible, but I did actually enjoy the time I played yesterday. And I didn't actually have any intent on getting the title. But um, after recording this today, I'm going to go into Iron Banner, do all my stuff on one last character, and get the title. So there's that. Yeah, I I liked it as a game mode. I did like the changes of each time that a dunk happened, that people, each team would get spawned back to their own side because it did feel balanced. It did feel like nobody had an advantage going into the next spark, unless you had supers, because supers obviously carry over. So on the later rounds, sometimes you could all, it could just become mayhem for a minute where half the people start using their supers so to me with uh with the power not being enabled for me for whatever reason it didn't feel super competitive it just felt like a different game mode to play to get pinnacles which i liked i've been able to get to almost 1565 base on my my main and playing with the other characters it's nice to be able to get Weapons and armor that I can use to keep leveling up everybody, even though I'm still mainly going to use my Titan because of limited time for the season. Um, I think one of my bigger gripes, um, and like I'm glad that I wasn't able to play early on in the week, is the daily challenges. Um, I'm all for the challenges, and maybe it's because they just didn't want people to get the title in a day, which Sure, I don't know why something that is tied to an event needs to be also time gated, um so that I didn't like that. I would have had a hard time like wanting to finish them if I couldn't do them all at once now, because I didn't play until Saturday, I don't know, let's say you played like twenty five games on your hunter. I don't know if those carry over and count towards the challenges. I'm sure they don't. But I feel like time gating access to a title has always been a complaint. So making it take four full days to get the title when it could potentially be done in one feels a little much to me. Time gating in general has never really been something that the Destiny community has like jumped up and down about. So yeah, and just the fact that it's tied to just Iron Banner because it's, you know, Iron Lord is the title. But it being tied to something that comes around twice a season now instead of even three,
1: it just feels kind of odd. Granted, I know playing, what is that, 54
0: games of Iron Banner, which in theory, if you're wearing all the armor and an emblem, is all you should actually need to get the title. I have one more character to go and I'm on like Mythic 1, Fable 3. I can't remember where I'm at. So, like, on my second reset, I'll probably reset before I finish the title. Or my 18 games on my last character, I mean. So, like, it just feels a little bit odd. Obviously, for the title, you do have to play the objective. You need to participate in stuff with the Spark, helping your team get there, stopping other Spark runners, stuff like that. Uh, They do keep it tied to the objective, like Rift is. It's fully in objective mode where kills aren't doing anything. I just don't like everything being time-gated. I don't know if that's going to change. I'm sure the, the bigger reason for it is to keep the player base kind of full, because... And i think of a lot of people that play destiny 1 played rise of iron have have been waiting for an iron banner title or just an iron lord title to show up in the game so this first event like i'm there's tons of people that are wanting to grind this out for the title
1: keeping the the playlist full is one thing i still don't like it it kind of trying to think of how i want to say this it's
0: like as much as i understand it i just it's not something that people enjoy it's just the time gating i'm i am gonna stop saying time gating <laughs> but yeah that was more or less the only thing i don't like about the event and the re the, re, the revive timer i'm pretty sure it's 10 seconds 10 seconds is a long time Especially when Destiny players don't like to revive people in PvP game modes. (laughs) So that is another problem too, I suppose. I'd like to see the timer shortened, even if it goes to like 7 seconds, 5 seconds. And leave the option kind of like you have in Gambit. Or if that's just the default in Gambit now, where you have the choice to revive... But you can wait a couple of seconds so that way, if somebody is there to pick you up, they can, or you can choose to revive yourself faster. Especially with your spawn generally being in your own side of the map by where your side is to dunk, or where the other team would dunk on you. I mean, it just, there's just a lot of downtime if you die. And then. You have that 10 seconds, and then you have like another 10 or 15 seconds to get to the other side of the map if your team has the spark. Like, there's just so many ways for it to kind of steamroll, which they wanted to get rid of. And I feel like there's going to be tweaks that happen before the next Iron Banner or the next season of Iron Banner, whatever. Yeah, I think that that's all I have to say about Iron Banner. Like I said I did enjoy Rift. Oh I guess I should also say it is also right now only three maps. It's Bannerfall, Convergence, and Divergence and Divergence is the new uh, Throne World PvP map and they only use those three maps because they're the only ones that seem to have a lot of symmetry I guess so that It kind of balances the gameplay with the lanes and the cover and stuff like that. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe they're just a little bigger. Um, I do think they've all played fine in Iron Banner. I know there's a lot of hate towards uh, Convergence and people want it out of the game or out of the map pool. I don't feel that way. I don't have a problem with the map. I also don't play PvP constantly, so that's my own thing. Um, There is stuff in the TWAB about um, Solar 3.0. I'm just going to make sure that that's linked in the description of the show this week. It just talks about some of the changes with supers, with buffs and changes that they made to stuff like that. Uh, I haven't had time to mess with it, so I don't want to read it and give thoughts on something that I'm not entirely sure about. But in that section, there is stuff from Tokam or Kevin Yanis. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know if it says Yanes. Giannis. Um, Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> but there was uh, quite a problem earlier this week when he chimed in on Twitter about somebody talking, saying, hey, we want, when is the Twilight Garrison for Titans coming back? and his response was like hey as someone who deals with this part of things let me just see what his exact title is at Bungie real fast um oh just game dev he he's uh he's gone dark on twitter which i understand um but he somebody asked about the Twilight garrison and he just said hey um at this point in destiny 2 the the in air Dash is part of the Warlock movement identity. And Twilight Garrison will never come back. He said that and said, I just want to rip the bandaid off here. And um, and what is apparently just normal anymore, which is not okay, is he was shredded. He was ripped apart to the point where He deleted all of his own tweets and has been dark on Twitter since that happened. And I'm bringing this up because um, that's not okay. I don't know why anymore that that has just kind of become a normal way for people to quote unquote provide feedback. Is to bully people, tell them that they wish that they would get fired, threatening their life, threatening their family. Like, it's, it's not okay. And everybody, well, it's not everybody. It's definitely a minority of people that scream super loud. But they're like, well, as a game dev, they just need to have thicker skin. No. Shut the fuck up. That is, that is not okay. You don't get to tell people to kill themselves or that they shouldn't be involved in the game anymore, especially over an exotic armor piece from Destiny 1 it's still a video game. You don't need to threaten people and bully people to the point where they're probably never going to communicate with anybody outside of their coworkers on Twitter if they if he uses Twitter at all anymore. He has always been very clear, he's been very transparent and I feel like we've had a point where that's been common lately over the last it, At least couple years where certain devs and the community managers have become more transparent and have openly communicated with people on twitter so that they can give us an idea of what to expect so we have this transparency and this communication from bungie which people have been screaming about since destiny one and then when it doesn't fit what they want it seems like it's okay and just like I said it it's it feels like it's become normal for people to just be like, "Well, you should go kill yourself now." Like that's unacceptable. It's deplorable and it it cannot and should not ever be tolerated. And honestly, I don't I don't know if this is going to change. But it 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 all starts with us. Us as players, us as people that are on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere else that we have means of spewing words on the internet with game developers that are just wanting to make sure that they're, you know, involved in the community more and providing stuff that everybody has wanted with that transparency to a point where they go dark. Like at this point, it, we, 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 don't deserve to have that kind of transparency anymore. It has been a nightmare. This, this is, it's not just a destiny problem. It's a, it's an entitlement and gamer problem anymore, but it needs to be stamped out. It needs to be something that people don't have a problem standing up and being like, you can't say that that's wrong. Like you need to be able to shut it down. Granted, At the same time, these people that are doing it probably have hundreds of burner accounts and alternate accounts where they're just constantly doing this. So when one of their accounts gets blocked by somebody, they can go in with another one. You need, we need, as a community, to be better. Mental health is not a joke. It should never be treated as a joke.
1: and. This is not a way to provide feedback. We have been lucky as a community
0: on Twitter, through Twitter, I suppose, but that's just the most common place we get that communication from, to have the transparency and communication that we have had. We don't deserve that. Like, if if this is how people are going to respond to an armor piece not coming back so that they could also
1: cry about it being recycled content, Uh, We don't deserve it at all. Now, um, it might have been the same day. It might have been the next day. DMG posted on Twitter that he doesn't want to stop it. But at this point, honestly, like, we need to be shut out for a while. We
0: need to clean up our own house. And we as a community need to be better. We need to be able to stand up and not have a problem shutting people down for saying this kind of stuff. Shut it down, mute, block, report, whatever you have to do. It needs to be known and made obvious that it's not acceptable. Um, So be better. We don't deserve the communication, the transparency anymore. And like I said, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost it for a while or permanently.
1: DMG doesn't want it to go away. But at this point, it's, it's on us.
0: It's on us as an entire community, as players, to make it very clear that that kind of behavior is not something that's going to be accepted and not tolerated. And it cannot be seen as a as an okay way to just provide feedback for a video game saying to go kill yourself. It's a video game. If you have that strong of an opinion about it, maybe you should go do something else or play a different fucking game. Like this is
1: it's 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 not okay. Shut it down. There is ways to provide constructive,
0: criticism and feedback that isn't you should be fired I'm gonna I'm going to find you and hurt you I'm gonna find your family that's not okay
1: that is so fucked up it needs to stop it just it needs to stop so for anybody that listens I hope I
0: hope you feel like if you see that Especially on Twitter, because, you know, fighting behind a screen is always where people want to do most of it because they don't face any real repercussions face to face. I hope you all can feel confident and comfortable that you could shut some of this stuff down if you saw it and shut it down, block and report, move on to just... Whatever, if you have to keep adding to your block list, I don't care. Like, it needs to be shut down. We need to be better. Kevin has been very good to us as a player base, and he very obviously cares a lot about the game. And he wants to do what's best for it. He's leading the way with a lot of 3.0 subclasses.
1: Just shut it down. It needs to stop. I have a lot of thoughts about this, but a lot of it I feel
0: should not be said on this type of a platform because it's not positive. Um, and I need to be better myself if if I feel like other people also need to be better. So I'm going to keep certain aspects of this to myself, but we just need to be able to shut it down and provide feedback in a constructive
1: a constructive way that isn't telling people to go kill themselves we need to be better moving on um the last thing in the twab
0: that i'm going to touch about is um, the uh, pride month the pride pin um it's a new a new pride pin which looks awesome and um when you purchase the pin, you also get a another pride emblem so if you bought um the first pride pin, it's a different emblem than that and it's it's very cool it's an awesome looking emblem. the pin is good um
1: show support for your excuse me your l g b t q a plus
0: like show your support. There's obviously other ways you can do it besides buying a pin, but this is a this is a good way to do it. Um, all profits for this are going to go to the It Gets Better project. So yeah, buy the pin. Good pin. Good
1: emblem. Um, and that's going to do it for the twab. not sure. let see if there's anything else I had to talk about.
0: Um, aside from Iron Banner being here this week, um, not a lot else has come around. Um, the tower looks very cool with um, the Iron Banner stuff kind of being more spread out and also with Saladin being right at the spawn point of the tower where evil Levante normally is instead of up above uh, shacks and banshee so it's easier to get to him um there is focusing so um, each sub rank you get for iron banner uh, you can grab an engram from from saladin and Assuming you have the materials, it is a little expensive, like I said, like to focus an emblem or an engram for um, an armor piece or a weapon. It costs like 100 legendary shards, which for veteran players like myself, that's not much of an issue. Like I have 18,000 legendary shards, so it doesn't bother me. But it is a little expensive. So if you're going to focus your engrams, just make sure that you're being aware of your materials granted legendary shards aren't super hard to come by yeah you can focus for any for all the weapons you can individually focus them or if you take the engrams you can just take them to master rahul and you can have them uh, encrypted just like you do with uh umbral engrams or prime engrams and It'll just be a randomized drop of an armor piece or a weapon from Iron Banner. That's not going to cost you materials. It's just taking a few steps over from Saladin to
1: Rahul. Um, the Leviathan is, it, as far as I know, is still the same.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure there's new bobblehead in the Sever mission, Severance mission. The boss this week for the containment is a scion and I think it's back from season of oh I can't remember what it was. The season where where we rescued um St. 14. Um I'm pretty sure it's that one. That I don't I don't know the name and even if I had it in front of me I wouldn't know how to say it. <laughs> So it's just easier to say it's just one of the bigger Scion bosses we've had in the game. Um, Yeah, haven't gotten any dungeon runs in this week, so I don't have any other loot to talk about. I do want to get in there and try and farm it. Um, I did get the sword. Sword's pretty cool. Um, I haven't had time to really mess with it or try and do anything with Void 3.0 with it. I do like the sword. It is strong. And it looks really cool. I think that'll do it for for myself and the show this week. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore hidden. Or anchor.fm at a Hidden Guardians Podcast. Or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. We are pretty much everywhere. That you want to listen to your podcast. In our Twitter, we do have our link tree to all of our personal socials, Twitter, Twitch, that kind of stuff. And there should be an email in there also, in the link tree for anybody that wants to email us. Oh, it is also in our, in our bio on the Twitter page. So if you have any feedback, if you have anything that you'd like to add. Um, yourself that you'd like us to bring up on the on a show, go ahead and hit us up there. Um, hit us up on our personals through DMs. Um, we can bring up some other topics that you want talked about or respond to some questions, messages, comments, whatever. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for me. Um, thanks for listening. Appreciate anybody that has uh, taken the time to listen to a show. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, And until next time, I'll be in the darkness
1: zone waiting for that revive, and I will uh, catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening.